is John Rubino from DollarCollapse.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold. Welcome back to the 50th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. This will be an interview with Jim Willie of GoldenJackass.com. Hey, this is Trace Mayer, and you're listening to the RunToGold.com podcast. And today I've got a special guest with me, uh, Jim Willie from the GoldenJackass.com. Hi, Jim. Hi. Good to be here. Yeah, good to good to have you with me. Uh, I know that we communicate every now and then about uh, a lot of the very important things, and you just posted a really important article about five minutes ago. Can you give us a brief overview about what this article is about? Sure. the The article is entitled "U.S. Bank Enemies at the Gate." I wanted to take off on that wonderful movie title uh, about siege of Stalingrad. But, you know, there's a lot of attention, Trace, that uh, U.S. banks are doing this and interest rates are kept low and liquidity is strong and blah, blah, blah. And what they're missing is that foreigners have their own agenda. They've got their own bank failures. They've got their own failed construction projects. They've got their own failed nations, if you will, like, like Spain. Uh, so I think we're, we may see a threat to the U.S. banking system come from outside. Like, for instance, Persian Gulf bank failures just span across the United Arab Emirates and then Kuwait and Saudi Arabia, and before you know it, London and New York. So maybe the threat is outside and we've got too much attention on the inside. Yeah, because we're, we're, we've seen really high inflation rates with a lot of those Middle Eastern countries, and they're also having to engage in their own type of bailouts and stimulus packages, uh, although they might be named uh, differently. And so you're your thinking is that we're going to see perhaps a major bank failure come out of the Middle East that will then affect one of our large uh, London banks or one of our large New York-based banks. Right? Yes. Uh, what I'm hearing is that the Dubai construction projects, and we've seen the pictures of magnificent bridges and unbelievable architecture for high-rise buildings. Well, it all looks good, except that they're failing at an unbelievable rate. The construction boom has turned to a magnificent bust. And the bailouts have come from uh, Abu Dhabi. It, it's kind of the London of the entire Persian Gulf. Abu Dhabi is the financial center. So they're bailing out these construction firms. Billions are cha changing hands. And the currency of choice that's loading up on all kinds of balance sheets is treasury bonds. So they're going to need to start liquidating. And, and they've already begun this. If they continue the liquidation process, we're likely to see more bank failures just from lower values. And, you know, they've got to deal with their own reality. They don't have a plunge protection team there. They don't have phony stress tests there. They don't have phony financial accounting standards boards. And I go into a lot of detail in the article, but even more detail in my August hat trick letter that's for members only. It's a great source of information. There's a lot of stinking stuff going coming down the pike. And if we see some bank failures string across the Persian Gulf, there's no way it, it doesn't reach London and New York because they own a lot of bank stocks for the giant U.S. banks. Now, there's a threat that you're just not catching in the financial networks in the U.S. Right. And so, like, it, interest rates regulate production over time. And so by keeping the interest rates artificially low, we stimulated this huge commercial real estate bubble here in the U.S. But if we think that the commercial real estate bubble uh, is a mess, like, look at what it happened in Dubai. They built all this commercial real estate, and what do they have in Dubai? All they have is sand. Like, there's no real underlying economy there to support any of these loans, these billions and billions of dollars of loans that you talk about that are on the banks 
uh, statements over there, there's no real underlying economy there. And so now they've built all these giant skyscrapers that are all like white elephants that are just uh, dehydrating to death in the desert. I mean, they have these huge buildings and they're all completely empty, are they not? And so, yeah, of course we're going to see a lot of bank failures coming out of Dubai. And you think that that's going to start impacting the U.S. banks here. And so you think that uh, we might have, we might see some of the New York banks perhaps start to subsidize some of these failed projects over there, for example? Well, I think that that could be the sequence that happens, and, and there's a lot of unknown here. There's one particular construction project that, that I think of all the time whenever somebody says, oh, the big Dubai construction, boom. Well, there's a big property with all kinds of housing, and it's laid out with they have landfill, and, and it's shaped like a big tree. If you're looking up at 5,000 feet, looking down, right. not necessarily it's from a satellite. Yeah, yeah, it's a Jamaica beautiful, Palm beautiful project. thing. What I've heard is that it's entirely empty. It's failed. <laughs> yeah, it's no income stream. Now, I'd like to just make a quick point here. Um, it's not like the, their economies are based in processing sand. They've got an oil industry, and they've got a petrochemical industry. They make refined gasoline. They make chemical products that are, have as feedstock the, the crude oil and the natural gas. Uh, Saudi Arabia actually has the most diversified economy in the Persian Gulf. They have quite a lot of, of things going on. I don't think they make their, their own pharmaceutical aspirin pills or razor blades or soap, but maybe they do some. Uh, but as for the other uh, Persian Gulf nations like Kuwait and UAE and Bahrain, they do not have a diversified economy. They've got a petrochemical industry, and that is it, banks and petrochemical. Beware of the, the threat from, from the back door where you have some bank failures. This is not just liquidation of treasury bonds. I'm talking about bank failures, large, large Persian Gulf banks that go bust. And as a result, there's a vast liquidation that takes place that ripples into New York and London. That's right. what I think we, could happen. Yeah, and we see the next round of this credit contraction uh, start because the first shocks last year, we, we had a little bit of shaking, and we, we saw a couple buildings go down, you know, Lehman Brothers and AIG. But as, I wrote, as I've written about in The Great Credit Contraction, which is my book that, that you like, started, and we're seeing the collapse of a multiple-century-old monetary system. And so... Yeah, we're just we're we're in for the next round, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if we do see the next shock waves emanate from the Middle East also. Because, but we're going to have shock waves that happen inside too, Trace. I mean, look at the oh, FDIC yeah. today. Well, FDIC came out and said four hundred four hundred and sixteen troubled banks. Well, try a thousand, uh, yeah. and they're out. Yeah. Their fund is dead, so they raised 4, some fees. Yeah. So they raised some fees uh, earlier this year of member banks within the system, but they're going to have to raise it again, and, and the bank industry has already come out and said, well, that's going to cut down on our earnings, and it's going to cut down on our liquidity, and it's going to cut down on our lending. So the FDIC itself is going to be a wet blanket in the banking industry, even as they appeal to the, the Congress for increased funds. And that's going to expose the insolvency even more of the U.S. government. And, oh, gosh, so the threats outside the gate. My, the point of my article is that, yeah, we've got a lot of threats inside the economy. And, and that, I agree with you completely. We are about to see the second round of the monetary banking credit crisis hit the ground in September 
or October, probably September, but there are a lot of factors that point to the next few weeks, starting with this week, and the FDIC announcement is one of them. The summer vacations is another. They've got to increase the federal debt limit beyond $12.1 trillion. Look for Congress to come back with an attitude of responsibility when they cannot afford to stop the printing press. So we got a lot of factors coming in right now. You know, what do people do? Obviously, my site, Run to Gold. I like the monetary metals, gold, silver, platinum. Uh, what do you suggest people do to protect themselves, to protect their capital? Well, on a smaller scale, if, if you only have a few thousand dollars that you want to protect and, and you, you're not a, a huge saver from the last 20 years for your career or you're young, I would suggest getting some gold coins, getting some silver coins. But I would avoid the, the century-old, you know, like the Morgan silver dollars. I mean, they're probably the best of the very old coins like that. But, you know, you don't want to go get uh, buying $50,000 coin. You want to buy your, your state-of-the-art uh, standard coin, the your Krugerrands, your Maple Eagles. Leafs, the Gold Eagles. Get the standard coin. But if you've got a lot of money, $150,000 worth of coins <clears throat> makes too much practical sense. You've got to store it. I believe that gold money, as you you believe, gold money is a, a fine institution. There are others like the bullion vault, and there are others. But I, I like gold money and the way it's run and the features that they have. But buying gold and silver bullion bars, and I don't know exactly what size they come in, one kilogram, five kilogram, ten kilogram, but they are beefy investments. The real lesson is that we're seeing this credit contraction and economic failure and bank system insolvency because for a full generation the money has been paper and now what survives will be not paper it'll be the yeah. metal well, and in most cases it's not even paper that's the money supply it's just these little digits on a hard drive <laughs> and it's even less real than paper we might even see a rush to the physical paper before we see a rush from the physical paper into the physical metal I the electronic agree. the electronic money trace makes not only possible paper counterfeit, but electronic counterfeit where you can have computer programs counterfeiting your bonds. I mean, imagine, <laughs> I mean, this is why we've got the trillion-dollar fraud. I mean, one of the points I make in this article uh, is, is something that uh, Carl Denninger said that it was, I think, very misguided. He comes out with some good work once in a while, but the, he, he's a forensic financial analyst who tears apart the lies and, and BS on Wall Street. But he said that we need a new Resolution Trust Corporation, and I think that's just totally off the mark. We're never going to see that because many properties are tied to three different mortgage bonds in the fraud. And you can't have an RTC if they go and buy a, a mortgage bond and then they got to pay it out three times. It's, it won't make any money, so you won't have that RTC. You're going to have the right. top-down solutions and more and more fraud. More tarp solutions. And, well, uh, good. I know. I know that we're pretty short on time, so I'd just like to thank you for coming on and uh, sharing a little bit with our Run to Gold listeners. Uh, once again, you've been listening to Jim Willie of thegoldenjackass.com, and thanks, Jim. It has been my pleasure. And watch this case that likely is going to go to the Supreme Court, where the Fed is going to defend itself against the Freedom of Information Act. It's going to be private Wall Street syndicate versus the people going to be quite interesting. Yes, so make sure you pre-order a copy of In the Fed, which is Ron Paul's new uh, bestseller that's coming out 
on uh, September 16th, and if you order two copies from Amazon, you'll actually get free shipping. This has been the 50th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast, and thanks for listening.